1: 49ers rush podcast and here is your host john
0: chapman
2: what's up john what's up brother how are you man Um, i'm doing good uh do you remember crossover episodes like when step by step and family matters like had an intersection on tgi friday
1: yes i do you didn't even know what to do And so this is where we are So for everybody from the 49ers Rush Podcast The sexy voice you heard early on Was at host Chuck B How you doing Chuck? What's up, what's up? So uh, I am very terrible at promoting all the different work that I do for different stages. Charles and I host a podcast called NFL Express that is just a very broad, covers everything in the NFL. We joke around much more so than I do on the 49ers Rush podcast. But he is going to join me today as we are going through division by division, and we are breaking down and grading every single position group against their division and ranking every single position group, one through four. So he is joining me today, and this is going to be an NFC West edition. If you want to hear some previous breakdowns, go back, check us out. NFL Express, it is everywhere you listen to podcasts.
2: We're everywhere. By the way, my favorite crossover is um, Boy Meets World, and I think it was Clarissa Explains It All, just because it brought together, you know, Two girls who I kind of – I had a crush on Clarissa. It was fine. But, like, I really had it out for Topanga. Everybody.
1: Topanga, Kelly Kapowski, those were kind of the two, man.
2: Yeah, but you know what? Topanga was, like, the first, like, thick one. You know what I mean? Like, she really stuck out to me. That is true.
1: Literally and figuratively.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) I love the format. (laughs) Literally – Yes, I love the format that we're doing here. We're breaking down each team, and it's super fun. And we've usually we've been starting with QBs, so why would we do anything else?
1: Yeah, so obviously the four teams, 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, and of course the Cardinals, the, the first pick in the NFL draft. So let's jump right into this. And basically what we're going to do is just, in a funnel, We're grading the quarterbacks as a whole, each team against the other team, so depth is a concern, uh, the starting quality is a concern, all of those things, and right off the bat I feel like there's one team that stands out, and that's probably, I hate to say this, again I I hate the Seahawks, but I want to put my bias away, Russell Wilson's by far the best quarterback in this division. Number one. It's not close. Absolutely. Um,
2: and I really do feel I don't want to play into the Seahawks Twitter world because, boy, they're brutal. I found that out. Seahawks Twitter does not play petty. around. Heady for sure. But does do the Seahawks get discussed enough in national coverage? Yes, they do. Does Russell Wilson get talked about enough? No, he doesn't. He's like the Frank Tarkenton of our time. Dude, the Ooh. guy is a— Baller, I really love his game. Clear number one. I don't know if you're going to agree with my number two though. So All right. let's let's hear it. And, Go ahead. Throw and it by the here. way, let's just let's move past this. We know who the clear number one is. Is Russell Wilson. Yes. Number two, and I'll give you my justification for this is Jared Goff. And the reason that I have Goff at two over Jimmy G is just because of what he's proven in the league already and what he's done. Do I think that Jimmy G has a higher ceiling than Goff. I actually do. I think he's got a higher overall ceiling if he can stay healthy. But right now, my number two is the Rams, Jared Goff. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I'm staying with that as well. And I don't like Jared Goff. I don't like his face. I don't like yeah. his attitude. I don't right. like that he I don't like anything about him. But having right. said that, he is a perfect fit in that system and he had a hell of a year last year absolutely incredible year besides the Super Bowl but no i think at this point you have to give the nod to Jared Goff and and again the 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 way you said there's a higher ceiling with Jimmy Garoppolo is exactly correct you know if you put both those quarterbacks up and you asked all 32 teams pick which quarterback you want to start your franchise i don't know i think it'd probably be a 50 50 Uh, i really do it's kind of a coin flip but i do have jimmy garoppolo in the 49ers third they do have a lot better depth than i think other people you know seattle has geno smith as their backup and paxton lynch which are you know whatever blake bortles is the backup for the rams amazing yeah bortles that's awesome And then last place, of course, Arizona Cardinals. Yes, the first overall pick, Kyler Murray. Could be huge, but playing behind one of the worst offensive lines, I do think they'll put up great numbers, but I don't think –
2: you kind of got to wait and see. He could be the best of the bunch. but Absolutely. I mean, in terms of fantasy or whatever, or maybe longevity – but I'll say really quickly, Jared Goff is the guy that you want your wife to like go out with you know, if he's got to chaperone her. Jimmy G is not that person. No. Um, your wife will leave you. Or, or for that night, she will make some mistakes she'll never regret. Um, so I just make sure to say those things. And Kyler, you know, he's just too young in the game. They don't have enough pieces around him, so he's an obvious number four. So one last piece about the quarterback's. I just recently watched a old Niners game with Jimmy G people do quickly forget and love the bash on guys who haven't been around what he looked like when he was healthy was a guy who was extremely dangerous and kept the ball anywhere he wanted and had some zip to the ball, a cerebral quarterback with moves and, you know, could have starred in some John Travolta movie in the 1970s. It's kind of a perfect QB. So hopefully he works out for your Niners fans this year, let's move on to running back. And I'm just going to say who I believe is a clear number one. Might All right, surprise go some people, David Johnson. And I don't think that this comes with much explanation. Some people might say Todd Gurley is there. Well, I don't know about you, but have you seen where Henderson is or his ADP is lately? It's pretty frightening. It's too high. It's absolutely too high. But the injury concerns with Gurley for me drop him to number two. If he's healthy, then it's Gurley at one. But right now, DJ is my clear number one. What? So my question,
1: sir? Yeah, I, I don't mind that. I, I love David Johnson. Uh, I think yeah. he's a hell of a player. But the depth is a concern for me in the Cardinals, right? So you have David Johnson and Chase Edmonds or Todd yeah. Gurley and Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. Now, the package deal, and even if you go past Henderson, Malcolm Brown, John Kelly, like there's a lot of guys for the Rams that I think even that out a little bit more. Again, my favorite player at this position in the division, David Johnson, hands down, even over Todd Gurley with his health issues. But I am struggling a little bit to put the Rams number two just because they have depth. Man, if David Johnson goes down, they have nothing. They, they are yeah. completely go but if you guys haven't listened to previous episodes charles Barr, i have allowed him to have the tie-breaking vote so anytime we disagree we are going with his vote so we got the cards at one we got the rams at two and number three Mm. i'm going 49ers here just because of the depth and Mm. if you throw in fullback as well kyle use i think he's the best fullback in the nfl what does seattle have chris carson richard penny
2: not sold I can agree to that. And and here's the only pushback and I'm fine with Niners at three. I really am. But my only pushback is with PPF's grade of Chris Carson last year. It's quite high. So he, he doesn't necessarily have the name recognition, but he balled. So, but do I agree overall that the depth far outweighs uh, Seattle's? Yes. So I'm completely down. And one well, person that everybody's sleeping on in my opinion is Brita oh my god dude that guy that guy's a baller I mean honestly that guy needs to get more touches I wasn't super impressed with the Tevin Coleman signing I thought in his contract year with Atlanta he could have played better so hopefully he you know hopefully he balls for you guys but yes Niners at three Seahawks at four Little bit of contention there, but really not much. So yeah, uh Niners have the more depth. We good with that?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. I hate putting the Niners three. I love that they have the best depth of the division for sure. I mean they've got four freaking quality running backs there, three top tier guys. But um yeah, I think you're right. The star power of David Johnson and Todd Gurley is just a little too much for them to handle. Now This next category, wide receivers and tight end, we're going to lump these
2: together. Yeah. I think we might – this is going to be a little difficult. Uh, Uh, Yeah. So uh, I'm going to hop in with number one. All right. Now, I get it. This is a wide receiver, tight end combo. But the problem is here is that the Rams have three above, above average wide receivers. Some would say this is the best wide receiver group in the NFL, they'd probably be wrong. Uh, but definitely up there. It's a very, very elite group at wide receiver. Everett is definitely – I don't know if he's a weak link. He he doesn't get a ton of targets. Not really in, in love there. They're kind of my number one right now. But I don't know. Uh, let's just start there. Let's, let's start at number one. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. Okay. The, Robert
1: Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, and Josh Reynolds showed – that yeah. if one of those three goes down, he can step in and be just. That yeah. if one of those three goes down, he can step in and be just fine. Oh, I wanted to fight for you on this one.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I thought about this, and, and partly because I actually thought about all right, Lockett versus Pettis, who am I taking on my team? It's a bit of a draw. I really do love both of those receivers. Pettis just does it differently. I love the way that kid runs routes. Lockett's fantastic as well. But then you go through the rest of that depth. And then the Niners have Kittle, who is arguably top one, two, three tight end. And he's a a receiving tight end at that. So uh, you're talking about one of the most dangerous weapons um, in the NFL, Kittle. So combine that with some really exciting additions in Debo and Jalen Hurd. I don't even think it's actually a close uh, gap between two and three. Niners have way more depth and explosion versus a number three Seahawks. Uh, what do you think?
1: All right, yeah, I'm with you. The only thing I would disagree is Kittle is by far the best tight end in the league, and it is not <laughs> close. The best blocking tight end out of Kelsey or Ertz, not even close there. And he broke the all-time record for most receiving yards by a tight end in his second season with C.J. Beathard, and Nick Mullins at QB. Case closed. Moving on to third case and Case closed. List. Case closed. I'm not allowing a rebuttal there. Now, uh, you have Seattle at third. Man, this is yeah. a ugh, it's a rough group, man. So starting Seattle <laughs> wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, and I guess you would say DK Metcalf. Outside of that, Jerron like Brown,
2: David Moore. Moore. Like I thought Jennings. Moore showed out last year. He had a lot of high grades. He showed some productivity. But I understand moving the cards here. I just, uh, you know, Fitz is still Fitz. He's amazing. Uh, Nobody can discount that. I just, Lockett really is somebody who gained a lot of my respect last year just in looking at how he dealt with double teams and how he dealt with different coverages that focused in on him. So uh, I can understand. I I could see a swap of three to four if you would like to move the cards in, because they do have a ton of depth. It's sort of like the Cardinals have like dynasty football, like uh, orgasm going on right here. Like this is (laughs) like Isabella, Kirk, Butler. Like this is somebody's dynasty squad for sure.
1: And that's the thing. I think Christian Kirk is pretty impressive. And I think he's going to be the wide receiver one there fits. Curious to see where he fits in, but you know, they went and got three, Wide receivers in the draft, Andy and Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson, Hakeem Butler, who fell in the draft somehow. Like, there, there are a lot of guys there. Now, the area where they miss is tight end. They really don't have a tight end. Max Williams, Charles Clay, right. Ricky Sills-Jones. I don't like any of those guys. But I do think it goes for a wide receiver. You have the Rams at one, 49ers at two, Cards at three, and the yeah. Seahawks at four. And I think there's a big gap between that number two and three slot.
2: Yeah, I can agree to that. That all makes sense. So right. we're good there.
1: All right, gonna I'm going to let you
2: take over here. You put in a ton of film work in O-line. So uh, let's start with the Cardinals. Where do you see their O-line? Yeah, so here's the deal. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so. that's, like, that's like the worst way Like a doctor walks into the office. <laughs> You're like, so here's the deal. It's not good. Oh, my God. Go ahead.
1: I have the Cardinals ranked as the number 31st overall in the entire NFL. And that they were 32nd wow. last year, so they got a little bit better. <laughs> um, but they got better because another team got worse. Wow. They picked up. They didn't draft anybody really of note. They got Lamont, Gayleard, a center, uh, pick number 179 overall, and Joshua Mills mm. at 248, a tackle. So they didn't add to this at all. Now they're going to say, well, we just had a lot of injuries. Not really. You did have a lot of injuries, but the people that were injured were bad anyway. Mm. So absolutely, Cardinals are just complete trash. And if <laughs> let's just – it's here's the deal that pisses me off the most. I was pretty high on Josh Rosen for just draft rankings before the draft. Okay, before the NFL draft, yeah. and, I, and I constantly said, if this kid goes to a team with a bad offensive line, he's not going to. He's going to be a bust. And so he gets drafted by the Cards, the worst offensive line in the NFL. Then they trade him the second year to guess who, the mm. Miami freaking Dolphins, who now are the worst offensive line in the NFL. So this kid's career, Josh Rosen's career, is basically over before it ever even got started. He never had a chance. So I'm glad that he's not doing well versus the 49ers, but I hate to see a talent like that just be wasted.
2: And so since we started in last place at four, who's the third best O-line in this division?
1: Third best or second loser um, Mm. is the Seattle Seahawks. They're number 29 overall in the NFL. They, for some reason, they just do not believe in making any differences or changes to their offensive line. I mean, you've got guys like D.J. Fluker, Jermaine Effetti, Justin Britt, Mike Guapati. Like, that's it. Now, the one saving grace they do have is Dwayne Brown, who I think is a top five left tackle in the NFL that they traded for Houston with. But you've got four guys that have no business starting anymore in the NFL. Mike Guapati at left guard 49ers fans know a lot about. Um, If he is healthy, he's decent.
2: But (laughs) that's it. So Yikes. That's tough. So, second loser established, who is the second best in the division? Second
1: best is going to be the 49ers. They Mm -hmm. have a lot of talent. You know, you talk about tackles, they are elite. Joe Staley, Mike McGlinchey, no issues at left tackle or right tackle. The problem's up the middle. So, they've got a lot of ground to make up there. They're just not there yet. I have them as number 14 overall uh, in my NFL ranks, which leaves, guess what, The freaking Rams. I have them number two overall behind only the Patriots. Yikes. That offensive line is legit.
2: I don't like to hear that.
1: Now, the one thing that I would say is uh, they did lose Roger Saffold, who has been around there for a while and has been elite, but he is gone. So they replace him with Bobby Evans, who was the tackle for the Oklahoma Sooners, and just absolutely incredible. And Dustin Edwards, they drafted number 169 overall. So there's a lot of guys. So you spend a third-round pick on Bobby Evans, and he's not even going to start. He's going to be your backup guard and tackle. So they have depth. They've got a lot going for them. It's The Rams buy a lot on this
2: one. Well, that's sad. I, don't, I again, I don't like to hear that. <laughs> but what I do like to hear is that we're moving to the defensive side of the ball. It's my favorite side of the ball. Here we go, D-line. I'm just going to come right out of the gate. I'm going to say, if I'm looking across this board, right, and I'm looking at all these depth charts, and I'm going to say, What's the, what is the depth chart this year and kind of even beyond that I want? And it's Niners number one. If I'm the Niners – I'm an Eagles fan, by the way, for people who don't know that. But if I'm the Niners and I'm looking at that D-line – I I at least feel that my franchise is headed in the right direction. You gotta pressure the ball first, and you gotta have a franchise QB. This franchise is doing both of those things. It's kind of like a Madden lineup here that you guys have. Your front four is impressive. Not even a weak link, but Armstead is the only person who doesn't like bust out like amazing. But the rest of those three, plus Solomon Thomas in depth and Sheldon Day. And other guys, man, that defensive line to me is head and shoulders uh, even above the Rams when you include depth. The Rams are sort of like they got the best guy in the game. They got another good pass rusher. And then outside that, I don't really have much else to say. But number one, agree or disagree. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I think that
1: they're kind of in that elite category. I have them ranked as the number four defensive line in the NFL they have five first round picks on their defensive line and they're all relatively young so we'll see if they can put up that type of you know perform to their abilities but yeah in this division it's not close and at number two I think you're right you know Aaron Donald defensive player of the year he is absolutely unbelievable but once you get past him there's not much there you have a bunch of kind of misfits high draft pedigree guys but just haven't played well lately, Dante Fowler Jr., Clay Matthews, um, Michael Mm -mm. Brockers, like there's just, there's not much there, however, it does change things when you have Aaron freaking Donald, the dude's just unbelievable, now,
2: go ahead, I was going to say, so for me, there's really big gaps in between one and two, and two and three, like I really do think it's really not close when you consider the D Ford and if he's gonna be uh, even more near his brother. Some people are gonna project better. but they're way ahead. but then you drop down and Fowler, I actually think he's gonna improve. I actually like what I saw out of him. But then when you drop down after two, it is it's like an avalanche after that. there's there's no more. Um, I personally have the cards at three. That Chandler Jones, there also seems to be just a little bit, again, no flashy names, but just seems to be a little bit more depth there. And then too, like the the name that you're supposed to hang your hat on as a Seahawks fan is Ziggy, a guy who more than likely, if I can count on anything, is that he's going to be out most of the season. He'll be here. Who's like... Sometimes shows up for your birthdays and other times doesn't like that's who your guy and he and he's not. And when he's in the game, he's not that tough. I mean, he's good, but he's blockable. He's not a huge game changer. I feel like Seattle has no pop at all to their pass rush, maybe to their run stop. But, uh, yeah, it's a toss-up between the Cards and the Seahawks. Where do you fall on this one?
1: Yeah, I'm with you 100%. You know, the best player out of these two teams is Chandler Jones. He's absolutely incredible. And, you know, Seattle, they let Frank Clark go. They traded him away. They got a huge draft haul back for him. So that was actually a positive trade for the Seahawks. But then they draft LJ Collier, who I had a late third-round grade on. The Seahawks are notorious for doing their own things in the draft, and they have a very unique way they do their board. And they seem to always make guys fit on that defensive line. But there's really not much there. You know, Ezekiel Ansah, as you said, LJ Collier on the outside, Cassius March that they brought over from the 49ers, like Mm -mm. not much there. And Jaron Reed's probably the best player on their entire defensive unit. I do believe they need to be fourth in this category as well.
2: All right, man, moving into linebackers. This is an interesting one. I'm giving some uh, a nod out of respect here. And I could be wrong. I, I'm willing to move my numbers around here, but I'm gonna say the Seahawks are one. Yeah. Um I think you Bobby have to. Wagner is when he's playing at you know, at, at the level, his highest level, to me he's probably the greatest linebacker, one of the greatest linebackers that's playing in the game today. Yep. He he changes the complexion. Of of the game He had one so, missed tackle Last year Yeah He finished stupid. as the Number one overall
1: player For the linebacker position For pro football focus But you're talking about A guy that had 999 snaps And missed one tackle That is unbelievable From a linebacker spot
2: I went And he was a, Was he a third round pick I believe he was He was not like a, a High pick I don't believe And the no, guys played Unbelievable
1: Drafted in 2012 uh, Second round Pick 47 overall. And Utah just, State, the Aggies.
2: Yeah, and, and, and a guy who could have been Defensive Player of the Year a few times. He's just been uh, unbelievable. And then you got KJ right there. Solid linebacker, more than solid, above average. And there's some other guys in there you could kind of talk about. But they're they're number one. And then at number two, and I'll let you jump right in, your team, 49ers. I love it. I know some of your Niners did not like the Quan signing. But that dude, when he played my Eagles, he made himself known all over the field. So I'm feeling big things for him. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Fred Warder, one of the best rookies in the NFL last year, just came in and out of nowhere, third-round pick. It was amazing. And here's the thing about the 49ers is their linebacker core is very, very young. They have a lot of depth behind those two guys. Mm. But if they're playing at their peak, good Lord, that that could be a top-five duo of linebackers so i agree with you there the problem here is how do we pick third and fourth uh you have the cardinals oh. they go and sign jordan hicks who is unbelievable one of your eagles guys he just yeah. never stays healthy right Hassan reddick you know high draft capital hasn't panned out zeke turner hasn't played that much he's got good grades but not much i don't know that that's not a good so
2: unit. Yeah, i I'm going to say that it's the cards though. At- uh, I look at the Rams and that is just a big trash can. Like it's got just a huge trash can. There's not even a trash bag in there. It's just a nasty <laughs> trash can. It's been washed. But again, they've got Aaron Donald who blows up, you know, 60% of the plays and uh, makes this attainable for their team to be more than competitive, a good defense. So somehow it works. But when you look at those individual players, to me they pale in comparison. When Hicks is uh healthy, he grades out above 80% or above, you know most of the time with PPF. So he's a fantastic linebacker. Just him and Reddick there alone, just with even the potential Reddick I'm still still taking the cards there in Rams at 4. But let me say one more thing. The Niners though, we we do a wide receiver tight end combo. But when you take a look and you do the combo between D-line and linebacker, It's the Niners by a mile and a half here. The potential for this front seven is special, so I'm hoping good things for you guys this year. Appreciate it, man. I'm feeling pretty good about things.
1: Not going to lie, the problem is this is our next category, so let's just jump right into it. Yeah. You know, Let's just start at the very bottom. The 49ers have the worst secondary in the entire NFL, and I don't think it's close. They are absolutely abysmal. Now, Richard Sherman is great. I get that. He is getting older, but I have no problems with him. We have no safeties. Who's our opposite corner going to be? Probably going to be Jason Verrett, or, but still, like, that is awful. There's, there's not a
2: worse secondary in the NFL. So, so, okay, so I didn't even have them last year. I did have – because uh, besides Griffin, who else are you looking at for Seattle? Who else is impressive there? I mean, because Griffin, Griffin, and Sherman cr- cancel each other out. So then I've got Tart, who uh, I-, I think he's a good football player. He's been put in a system that's not always been beneficial to him. But I think he's a solid player. I think he kind of gives them a boost over Seattle. But so uh, you're you're no, making I'm the case with you. that they're,
1: Seattle's yeah. rough. I-, I I get that. You know, they've got a yeah. couple good players. I like McDougal at safety. I do believe Shaquille Griffin, even though he had a down year last year, I think that guy can play. Trey Flowers is decent. I mean, mm. if here's the sad thing, and I don't even want to say it, so never mind, I'm not going to say it. But um, <laughs> I don't want to hurt myself too much. I, no. I do think that they're actually pretty decent. You know, They drafted Marquise Blair pretty high. I, I don't think they're good. I think you're talking about two of the worst groups. And so I guess, man, if you want to say the Seahawks – Have a better say or have a worse secondary. I am 100% okay with
2: that just because I hate them so much. Here's why. Here's why I'm going to say it. Okay. And so I'm going to have Seahawks at four, Niners at three. Here's why. Because I believe Verrett is one of those signings. He looks healthy. He looks really good, actually. Um, Like I've just seen him with in some film where he's doing some movement. Looks great. If he's healthy, then yeah. That may, I mean, he's pro ball level corner.
1: It's just three straight years uh,
2: of injuries. If he's healthy, he's going to allow them to do a lot of things on defense that they haven't been able to do previously. The issue is Colbert, I think, having him be a starter. I'm really not sure about how he's going to hold up in that secondary. But I look over to the Seahawks roster, and I see a lot more holes. And on top of that, too, I know that this shouldn't factor in, but when you have probably one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL – I got a feeling that your your secondary is going to feel that when your front 7s probably the best front 7 in football or one of the best front 7s in football. I got a feeling the secondary is going to feel the impact of that this year. They they're not going to be a top group, but I think that they can hold. And that's and, and to be perfectly honest, outside of Malcolm Jenkins who is amazing, that's kind of the Eagles have been, right? Like so-so corners, right. amazing front seven. So I think it's it's potential there. Let's go on. So we've got Seahawks at four, Niners at three, Cards at two. Do you agree, or or is it no. Or is it the Rams at two? Where, where, I have Rams at it? one. That corner depth
1: is unbelievable, man. They're starting corners: Nikhil Roby at at the slot, Akeem Talib. And Marcus Peters with Troy Hill as the backup guy. like Eric Weddle. I think Troy Hill would start for every other team in this division, to be honest with you. Wow. Josh Johnson, Eric Weddle. They drafted Taylor Rapp. Th- that is just unreal safety depth. Probably the best depth at safety in the entire NFL, to be honest with you. I know Eric Weddle's <laughs> older, but they get Taylor Rapp, who plays exactly like him. <laughs> a-, a slower, hard-hitting, smart safety that's just always in the right spot. I absolutely love the secondary there. And then if you look at the Cardinals, they're not awful, man. Patrick Peterson, I know he's suspended, but they go out yeah. and draft Byron Murphy as oh, well yeah. in the second round, So who was my number one corner. So yeah, you've got these elite corners, and then and DJ Swing. I mean, they've got a lot of pieces.
2: There's a huge gap. Deontay Thompson, even though, you know, yeah. I know that people aren't super high on him, but uh, Swearinger's going to, you know, just show him the ropes on how to just eliminate people across the middle. So uh, I really, I, they're a fun secondary I'm going to be on the lookout for when uh, Patrick Peterson returns. But like you said, this Rams uh, secondary, what a weird, goofy defense that they have, right? Because they are one of the better defenses in the league. They got the best guy in the game in Aaron Donald, then just kind of like awfulness in the linebacking core. But then probably one of the strongest secondaries, uh, you know, in the league. So they're a very interesting group. I'll say this to me: they're one of the most, uh, you know, toughest opponents to face during the regular season. But when you get into the playoffs, it kind of seems like teams know how to attack their weaknesses pretty good. But that's, a, that's another podcast. That is another podcast that I like. I like it. <laughs> yes. So, John, I'm going to give you some time to crunch the numbers. I am looking at uh, all of this depth here, and I'm going to say that the cards are going to be our last place uh, team this year. You are incorrect. I'm super excited about what this uh, offense is going to look like. It could be super fun to watch or it could be an absolute nightmare in the beginning which is probably what we should expect but i will say that i'm hearing that uh, david johnson is going to be really involved in the offense this year and not just running up the a gap like last year so for uh dynasty owners like me who held on and didn't bite on trades uh this year i am praying for a solid year
1: yeah so. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this the carts didn't finish last uh just in our rankings. so the way that we do okay. this is Uh, let's just look at secondary because it was the last one we talked about. The Rams finished first, so they get one point. Cards get two for second, 49ers three for third, Seahawks four for last. And so it's kind of like golf. The lower the score, the better it is. So last place was actually the Seahawks with 21 points. Yeah, makes sense though. Yeah, the weird thing is though, again, they had the number one ranked quarterbacks and the number one ranked linebackers. But outside of that, everything was third or fourth. They do not have depth on this roster. They really, really don't. Third place is going to be the Cardinals with 20 points, barely edging out the Seahawks. But again, mm. uh, we ranked them first in running backs, but that is it. So first in a running back, second in secondary, and everything else was a three or a four. And it really came down to the top two teams, which was a little bit closer than I thought. The 49ers finished second with 15 points. And mm. again, um, the only thing that they had, the number one overall grade on was defensive linemen, but uh, zero fours. They didn't have any fours, so they are not the worst in the division at any position group. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, you could say whatever you want about John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and how they've underperformed. However, this roster has vastly improved over the past two years, so or three yeah. drafts, I guess you should say. And the Rams finished first with 13 points. They finished first in three separate categories, uh, the secondary, offensive line, and wide receivers, and they only had one fourth-place finish, which was the linebackers.
2: So, Can I say that I, we always make draw these comparisons because John's obviously a Niners fan I'm an Eagles fan, but do you know when the tide really turned for the Eagles? Because I'm looking at this Niners roster, and it is really reminiscent of the roster – kind of just before the Eagles took off, because I'm looking at this, I'm going, man, if they just had, like, uh, a Cavalier leader, you know, all-out, all-pro safety on this team, they could be something special. I kind of think that that's what they may need to do. And remember, I think, you know, uh, I'm not sure if we actually obtained Malcolm Jenkins in a trade or a free agency. It's terrible that I can't remember that. Uh, But either way, it sounds like for me it's something that the Niners need to maybe look into because O-line, always something that you need to continue to improve. But, man, it's that secondary if they can just improve that, the Niners are on their way. Obviously, Jimmy G keeping healthy too, but a lot to look forward to if I'm a Niners fan.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. The the sad thing is there are people out there that are decent (laughs) at safety, you know. Eric Berry is still out there. Trey Boston is still out there. Yeah. You saw safeties just kind of go through free agency and sign with the Niners doing literally nothing. They seem completely content. They didn't draft anybody. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't get it. I feel the same way as you. I do feel like we are position away, and if we can fix that secondary, perhaps the right guard spot, those are the big weaknesses, but it's a solid roster I think it I don't think we make the playoffs this year but I do have us going nine and seven so I think we're kind of like one of those first or second teams out and I would be happy with that I know that's sad to say but the 49ers haven't had a winning season in a very long time so I would be very happy with that
2: let's make it happen man well
1: Charles where can my uh or the 49ers rush people find you?
2: Well, I am at host Chuck B. Um, I'm sometimes I'm on Twitter, which is pretty cool. Um, I go there, I hang out and then if you want to hear our podcast, we're at NFL Express Pod and so yeah, man, we're just we usually just bullshit on here. We love to talk football and we love to talk shit to each other. so that's kind of like that's what it is. So. You are the cardinals of this podcast, my friend. Yikes! Thank you. I am the number one running back of this. <laughs> That's what podcast. you heard. That's the most That's like Michael Scott translation yeah. <laughs> ever. <Like>. Yeah, you <laughs> just see the positive and everything. But, anyways, man, uh, this was awesome. I don't know which division we're gonna do next. Um, oh, we have AFC West. AFC West. Did we do a poll for them in Twitter yet? Yes, we did. Uh, as far as worst fans, is that what you're referencing? Raiders. I think it was the the Raiders won that oh, right? Oh, big time won that one by like sixty percent. Oh, this is this is gonna be a fun one to do and I can't wait when we're still uh you know down the road watching hard knocks because I kind of love to do like a crossover and talk a little bit about the hard knocks because it's gonna be just an absolute train wreck of a season to watch. Again, quick prediction. I bet you the Raiders start out smoking hot for like Four games, everybody's like, it's amazing. And then just, yeah, Antonio Brown like punches John Gruden or something. That would be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And what he's referencing is um, I'm doing
1: a series of tweets, which you guys have probably voted in, who's the worst fan base of each division. And so I tweeted out, worst fan base of AFC West, and I was wrong, 57% uh, voted for the Raiders. Chargers were second with 20% because they don't go to games, 14% Broncos, and 9% Chiefs.
2: And let me say something real quick, too, about the. this is the way to do it. Real fans, people who actually pay attention, should vote. You see these god-awful rankings on NFL.com? They had the Bills at 19 as 19th best fan base. Here's the deal. If you're a true fan and you actually participate in this culture and you go to the draft every year like John and I do, you see one fan base show up, like no other for no damn reason because they're not winning, <laughs> but it's the Bills, and this fan base is so strong everywhere that they go, and they they rank 19, but they put the Cowboys at one, the most like fanfare. I don't know what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a Yankees fan or a Cubs fan. I'm gonna take whatever's popular. Whatever. This is the way to really figure out who's the best fan base. And uh, hopefully what you do is you take all of the worst of the worst, and we do a poll on that. Oh, yeah. That would be cool, too. It's going to be the NFC and then the AFC
1: and then one against one. My guess is gonna just as of now, uh, probably yeah. Dallas Cowboys versus the Jags.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see the Pats getting in there, although I don't know if it's deserved, but maybe it is. Gosh, I, I'll tell
1: you this. My own personal experience, Patriots fans, top five, they they are the worst fan base I have ever been around. Least favorite.
2: Yeah. They've won too much, and they probably would laugh at well, that. Well, it's the like, yeah.
1: Bostonian, like, creed of, you know, go F yourself mixed with sports, and it's just too much for me to handle. That's saying a lot, but uh, anyway, I, I'm not a Patriots fan
2: guy. That's all right. I'm going to go look up Giselle later. That's going to be my revenge. There you go. I'm going to go look up Belichick. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, this has been NFL Express. Choo-choo. And a crossover with the 49ers Rush Podcast. Peace.